Today on Calm Talk by Geek Devotions, Celeste and I are talking about a great adventure that we just returned from. <laughs> Glicks, what is going on? We are receiving a signal from a new area on the planet Eucury. All right, let's see what the planet has for us today. Opening forms in three, two, one. <laughs> Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to episode 161 of Calm Talk by Geek Devotions, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the show from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting you know that you are loved. I'm Dallas. I'm so glad you hit play with us today. Where you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever, maybe even YouTube. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the beautiful, the redheaded, the partially sunburned Celeste Mora. I'm actually less sunburned than I thought I would be. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Staying in the shade was my jam. Yes. Celeste, we just returned from a trip. We did. We, it was not in our favorite rocket ship. It was not in our favorite rocket ship. Uh, it wasn't even in our car. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, we had a great adventure this past week. Celeste and I just returned from Summer Camp, Louisiana, which is the... Uh, youth camp for Louisiana Assemblies of God. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, for those of you who have missed the memo, Celeste and I have uh, gone back into the role as youth pastors at our church. You're still over media. We're, I'm still over media. Uh, and our first big event <laughs> as youth leaders was uh, taking students to camp. Yep. And so we want to talk about that. We want to talk about that experience, taking students to camp uh, for the first time in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know we've we've been part of, of camps in the past. Yeah. Um, just before this, I was serving a kids camp as the media director. Uh, you've served was, at track? Uh, I've served at track. Uh, but I'm talking about like, like literally the week before we took our oh, students yeah, to camp, yeah. I was serving as the media director and helping out with students at a kids camp that was at our church also. Mm-hmm. And now I was taking students down south to uh, Twin Lake Campgrounds. In Woodworth, Louisiana. Yeah. The speed trap of America. <laughs> so that being said, let's let's talk about it. We want to talk about our experience with it. We want to talk about what God did, some things we saw, what God did in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celeste, where do you want to start this uh, this game? Oh, I, I don't know. There is a lot. It was good, but there's yeah. a lot. I mean, it was a week long event. Yeah, and um, it we we were running pretty nonstop. Yeah. At the same time, I'm not a. I don't feel as exhausted as I feel like we would we have been in the past at different events. I do, but <laughs> well, okay then. Never mind, but, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm also not as overheated, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if it just wasn't as hot because of that storm, right, or what. But like, I could sleep right now. <laughs> so now the camp itself—it's a fun camp, and um, we actually went to this camp years ago. We did about five years ago. Five years ago, and I, I want to put this out there. Um, I want to say thank you to the leadership that ran this camp, mm-hmm. Charlie Allo and his team. They did an amazing job of of building this camp up. Uh, we had the opportunity to go to this camp five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was our last, it was actually our last event as youth pastors. Yeah. Uh, five years ago. 
and it was it was a good camp. We're not we're not saying we're not putting it down. We're not saying anything like that. But there were things that we saw that were like it could be better, right? And this is what I say. I want to publicly say this on this podcast, and I hope Charlie hears this. We'll tag him. I will tag him. I am so incredibly thankful for Charlie Allo because he has he has confines that he has to work with. He has things he's having to deal with. And there's a lot of, there's other ways to say this, the other camps you have to compete with. Mm-hmm. But what Charlie excels at is listening to those he's, he's serving and working to make things better. Yeah. And Charlie has worked hard over the last five years. Again, we've not been to this camp at all in five years. And it was already a good camp. It was. And he made it so much better. Yep. Changed things around, shifted schedules, mm-hmm. uh, added things to it. And it was a fantastic experience. Yep. And I am I am so thankful for Charlie's willingness to listen, uh, filter, and execute changes and improvements that need to be done. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, respectfully, just you know, maybe pushing some things to the side. Some things that just aren't for that camp, or just not feasible at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so thank you, Charlie. Thank you, your the team, because you guys did a phenomenal job of creating a great camp that's safe uh, and wonderful. And um, let's let's talk about real quick um, why it was so important for you and I. It's always important to have a safe camp, mm-hmm. but why, Celeste, was it so important for you and I that our students had a really smooth start for us well for you and i we always want the kids to have a good time to have a smooth time but these two kids this was their first time away from home Mm -hmm. they've stayed with grandparents but for this length of time this was the first they Mm -hmm. both came into youth in 2020 Mm -hmm. when nobody was going to camp yeah so they had no clue what to expect. You kind of saw a little bit of culture shock on a, on their face <laughs> that first day. At one point, one of them goes, there's so many people. <laughs> and then the other one goes, how old are the is the oldest that can come to this camp? And I go, 18. She goes, so I'm on the bottom? It's like, it's not how that works, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I got you. I'm probably one of the older youth leaders here, yeah. so... I mean, it was, it was funny. Like we we purposely arranged to be on campus as soon as the gates open yeah. for registration because we wanted to ease them into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that if we rolled up in there and there was already all five hundred students, they would have lost their minds. It would have been instant, like walls up, scared to death. Well, and legitimately, they're both more like me in personality in that they don't like big crowds. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think we knew that about one of them. One of them we kind of suspected right. that that would be a thing. But it so it was good to kind of ease them in yeah. to the <laughs> oh look, there's more people. Oh look, there's more people. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that that was a lot of it for us. And Charlie and his team, they made a safe space for them. Yeah. Where we trusted everything was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's very well controlled. Everything's well looked upon. And um, it was safe for them to wander. Like that was mm-hmm. one of the things we were, we were kind of pushing them, go meet people. I told yeah. I told one of them, I was like, hey, you need to come back to me every day and tell me the names of five people that you've met today. Mm-hmm. Get out of your shell and meet people and engage with folks. And he did. I was proud of him. He did. He did a good job. And uh, so, but... um. 
the camp itself was um the structure of the day was really interesting also it was I really appreciate, I think this was the first year they'd done this, and I really appreciate it. You're talking the, about the schedule for service? Mm-hmm. They did it last year, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We'll nice. tell them about it. <laughs> okay. So the way they did things is they had a, they had breakfast. Mm-hmm. They had a morning breakout session where they did something small but not very service-like with the kids. Mm-hmm. The youth pastors had their own own thing where we had other adults to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, then they did free time, did lunch, mm-hmm. like maybe an hour of free time, and then they did service in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've never been to a youth camp, generally service is after dinner. Right, in the evening time. They do games in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of you have been in Louisiana in the summer, but afternoon is some of the hottest times of the year. For context, Monday, when they didn't do... Monday, they had the service at nighttime because registration ran all day. Yes. In that hour, that time frame, from 3 to 5, 3 to 6, when we would be in service the rest of the week, um, they were doing registration, let kids have free time, do some different stuff, Mm -hmm. do swimming tests. The heat index was 114, meaning it felt like 114 degrees in the shade. In I, the shade. I thought I was burning. Like, I thought I got a sunburn. Mm-hmm. I and it too. was just that we were literally baking. Like, like I was looking for butter to, you know, base myself with. I made a joke to one of the kids that I was just out here roasting. And, like, I started turning <laughs> around like I was a roasting chicken. They thought, they, they, they are learning my sense of humor. They're learning both of our sense of humor. But <laughs> there was a couple times that they were like, what? Right. Like, no, no, we're kidding. Right. <laughs> That's a joke. Right. So we had that going on. So that, that that time frame where the service was, it was great. It was perfect. And what I loved about it is that it, it also, um, it, was, it felt more intentional about things. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, we've been to many camps over the years mm-hmm. and God has moved through many camps in the night Absolutely. services. But one of the things I have seen is oftentimes you have these kids that have been running all day long. Mm-hmm. And they're wiped out, they're worn out, and then we have these emotional pool services. Yep. And it's no longer a, a for some, not all, it's not a call of, you know, I'm going to the Lord and I'm seeking salvation or I'm, I'm seeking the call of God in my life or anything like that. It's a, I'm exhausted and I'm just dealing with this. I'm just yep. going with emotions. This situation puts these kids in a great place where it's not, we're not, we're eliminating the exhaustion aspect of it. Mm-hmm. We're we're not letting them, you know, lay out on the floor because they're tired and call it the Lord. Now it's like they're fresh still. Mm-hmm. They they can engage. They're they're functioning, and I love that. I also appreciated that they let them have free time beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like they had lunch, and they could have taken us in immediately after lunch, mm-hmm. but they let them have some more free time so that your kids who have a bunch of excess energy, they can just run and go <laughs> and go just burn off some mm-hmm. of that excess energy before you get them in the service. So yeah. that also helps with the focusing Yeah, helps them to lean into what's being said. Yeah. So now the services were great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, worship team was 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 a good worship team. Um, they kind of felt like a, a girl band to me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there was one. There, I think there was one guy who was a guitarist. No, the Two piano guys. player. 
The piano player and the drummer were yeah. male. So one of the um, the bass player was also uh, one of the co leaders. Her and her husband were were the co um, directors of the camp, mm-hmm. and it was kind of I, I. First off, I have respect for bass players, anyways, because right. they they lay down. Whether people realize or not, they're the beat that you feel in your chest when they're playing. Mm-hmm. There's a they have that underground, and um, but she's like singing and she's playing and she's dancing at the same time. I was like, I respect that. Like yeah. you're the cool chick from School of Rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So worship was great. It was it phenomenal. Was. They did a great job leading our kids in worship, leading them in the presence of God, walking them through some stuff. Uh, but then we had a really great guest speaker. Mm-hmm. And I love the speaker. I loved um, her so much. I've I've not had a chance to to I've not heard of her before personally. But oh. you and I also aren't super in the know of of who's who in the assemblies necessarily. Yeah. But her name was Holly Davis, and Holly Davis she is the Assemblies of God National Fine Arts Coordinator. And if you don't know what that is, the Fine Arts is a program we have in the assemblies that is the um, it's kind of a training arm. For our kids, it's yeah. to give them the opportunity to use their giftings to mm-hmm. to minister in areas of, of dance, of singing, of playing instruments, preaching, uh, photography, different versions of art, all kinds There's of stuff. all kinds of things in there. And it takes some of your more artsy kids, mm-hmm. like band kids or, or drama club kids, or and gives them an outlet of going, I can use this to minister because... Mm-hmm. Those areas in schools are not are not necessarily godly, right? So giving them an opportunity to go, I'm good at this. I love this. Right, gives them a and it gives them a we can worship God with this. It's another form of worship. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Holly came and preached, and she was also the district youth director for North Carolina, and she she was a youth pastor. Her and her husband were youth pastors for over 20 years mm-hmm. in various places. Um, but this is what I loved about Holly. And, and you, you understand what I'm saying when I say this camp preachers, they tend to be hype and push one direction, a lot of emotionalism and stuff like that. And, and there's substance, Mm -hmm. but it's, but it's more the hype and the emotional pool. Yeah. Holly did a great job of connecting real world stories, things that she dealt with. Yeah. Things that were involving, um, not just her personal story, but stories of others, testimonies of other people, mm-hmm. but grounding what she taught in the word of God, yeah. walking our students. Cause I, I've been to some camps and where the guest speaker was like, it was like 45 minutes of personal conversation, hype up sound bites and like two or three scriptures mm-hmm. potentially taken more allegorically than actual, you know, substance of what the scripture says. <laughs> And <laughs> just being real, and you guys know who I am about that. Her stuff was grounded. It was. Like it was like it, there were portions that were very exegetical, and she brought the the meaning of the scripture, the context of it, and but she brought it to a real world. This is how this applies to our lives. Mm-hmm. And and when she preached, it was great. Like it was authoritative, and it was spot on. And I mean, God moved through her messages that yeah, she brought. He did. Charlie said something in one of the youth leaders' meetings about her. And he goes, We brought her to speak for camp because she is a fantastic woman of God. She has a voice. She's doing all this. You know, she is who we think God wants here this week. Mm-hmm. But she's also a woman. Mm-hmm. And how awesome for our girls to see a woman preaching. Mm hmm. And I'm going, that's 
fantastic. Now, I know we have some listeners who would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I respect that. But for our the the fellowship we are involved in, mm-hmm. that is a fantastic mindset to have because it does encourage these young girls and going, I can do that. Mm-hmm. She looks a lot like me. Right. I can do that. Exactly. And I mean, just bang up. I kind of want to hear what her what her husband sounds like when he preaches. Also, yeah, I do too. He was a nice guy. We got to meet both of them. Very sweet, very kind people. Um, he, <laughs> it was funny because uh, she pointed out the fact that her husband's short <laughs> <laughs> on the sermon <laughs> from the sermon, and she's like six one. She's, and then she shows this oh. picture of her son, her adult son, who's like he looks like he's like six three, and and her dad or his dad. Her husband, he's he's kind of the stocky, like heavyweight, um, uh, lip powerlifters type of body build. Yeah, he looks like he could be a powerlifter. And and the son has the build and the height, and he's just like, "Hello, Andre the Giant." Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> what I really appreciated about Holly and her husband Troy is that we and we've seen this a lot where the the guest speakers come in for the the message. And then they go back to their hotel room. Mm-hmm. They 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 are there to deliver the word and nothing else. Right. She was in every youth leaders meeting, whether she was speaking or not. Mm-hmm. She hung around. She was in the leaders lounge for you to talk to. She went and talked to kids. Yeah, she walked the field. Yeah, and spent time with our students, and I appreciate that so much. Yeah, because if. We have entrusted you to speak from a platform to our students. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming down off the platform and speaking to them where they are. Right. So that when they see you on the platform again, they feel like they have a relationship with you. Exactly. Because that's that's part of what Geek Devotions is based off of. Right. That you receive better when you have a relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so she did her best to foster that in us yeah. and in our kids. Absolutely. Uh, years ago, uh, we were running a camp here locally called Hero Academy, and I was the, I was the director of it, and I brought in a guest speaker, and he was kind of hanging out in the back. I was like, hey, man, what are you doing? And worship's happening. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm just back here, man. I was like, look, if you're going to preach to my kids, you're going to worship with my kids. Yeah. I was like, if you're not going to get up there and worship with them, you can leave. Yep. And this is a, sta- I'm a, hard, this is a hard sense I have. And because the kids need to see you worshiping, mm-hmm. they need to see, they don't want to see you preaching. They need to see you worshiping. Also, they need to see that this is an authentic thing. If mm-hmm. you're here just to do a song and dance, get out. Yeah. Anybody can get up and perform for a mic, mm-hmm. but to be with somebody and have the same countenance, the mm-hmm. same standards, the same thing, you let them know that you are, not authentic. I mean, yes, authentic, mm-hmm. but that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, I can't think of it. <laughs> it's basically you're not you're not blowing blowing smoke. up their skirt. Yeah. yeah, smoke up their skirt. So you're you're being real. Yeah, and I, Holly and her husband and the entirety of the team yeah. was that. Again, we keep going back to this whole aspect because it it is a as a down it goes from the top down. Yeah. Charlie and his team were authentic all week long. They were. They served. They worshipped. They ministered authentically all week long. Even uh, the quote-unquote camp disciplinarian, uh, Caleb uh, Caleb Hussey, shout out to Caleb. 
um, he was real with our kids. Oh, yeah. You know, going, we had some apprehension. Yeah. This is our first camp in five years. This is our first big event. For the, we needed things to go smoothly. I saw Caleb. Mm-hmm. And I saw what he was doing here. And I said, I feel better about the camp already. His presence, the, his who he is and what he does, mm-hmm. and the way he interacted with our students and other people mm-hmm. made me go, okay, this is good. Yeah. This yeah. is this is a great place to be. Legitimately, and and this is going to get into some personal stuff for me, mm-hmm. but the last service of camp, mm-hmm. they were doing something and they had all the leaders up there praying and not a lot of kids were coming up to me we only have two kids. Our kids had not responded to this call. Mm-hmm. And so none of the other kids really knew me. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It was whatever. I thought I had a word. And so I knew that I had enough authority that I could go, hey, come here. Let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. If it's not God, throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. I don't do that normally. No. Like, I know I have that authority at our church. Mm-hmm. And I will text our pastor because mm-hmm. I don't want to go up in front of everybody and be like, Hey, I need you need a moment with you. It Mm -hmm. was, it was a situational thing of where I could get his attention without it being disruptive. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't have done that at any other camp because I wouldn't have had the relationship and known that I had the authority to do so. Mm -hmm. Be empowered Mm -hmm. by the, by those who are learning things. Yeah. So, um, so throughout the camp, God did some amazing things. Yeah. Every every service. And you saw it kind of trickled out. Um I I think I cried just about every day. You did. Uh, <laughs> you did. So um, you know, we saw kids coming to the altar and getting saved mm-hmm. and giving their lives to Jesus. Yeah. And I mean there were you know, there were five hundred kids there. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't just like there was kids getting saved and there were kids getting um, rededicating their lives to Christ yeah. and everything. And what I love is right afterwards there was a, um, they called it FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And this is what one of the things, you know, events are great, but what marks things is discipleship. Yeah. So you went immediately from this emotional moment of salvation, which is emotional. Yeah, it is. There's a logic. There is a, there is a, there's a, you know, I understand what I'm doing. I'm dedicating my life, but it's an emotional thing too. Mm-hmm. But then it's coupled with the stop show, which took place immediately after service. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. And then the next night, um, the, the Lord had a word for these kids and it was yeah. confirmed through several things. God gave me a word personally about it, about people dealing with these wounds. Mm. Um, and, and some of these are wounds that were given to them by, um, by adults, mm-hmm. by culture. And it was holding them back. And they hear the gospel. They hear that God has salvation for them. But they're also thinking about these wounds. And it's holding them back. And there was a there was a call for that healing. Yeah. And we saw kids coming to the altar. Yeah. Some kids that were just dealing with some messed up stuff. Some of them, they were pondering whether or not they, they belonged on this planet anymore. Mm-hmm. And just getting healing in that, that moment. And Dallas is crying again. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah. It was powerful. And again... Immediately afterwards, discipleship, yeah, training, walking them through it, making sure things are done. Um, and so we just saw God move powerfully mm-hmm. in everything. Yeah. It's it is a special honor to get to 
hear someone so young Mm -hmm. speak out for the first time. Yeah. To hear someone so young pray out loud for the first time. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a little boy who felt like he had something he needed to say. And they had said from the front, you know, you cannot mess this up. So even if it wasn't God telling him he needed to say this, he felt empowered to do it. And he's talking and his (laughs) voice started cracking. And my heart just went, oh, the baby. (laughs) But it it's phenomenal to see. And it is such an honor. Mm -hmm. Dallas and I are passionate about teenagers. Yeah. We are passionate about those who are disenfranchised, those who don't know that they're loved, those who feel like outcasts. Mm -hmm. But there is something special in both of our hearts Mm. about people who are (laughs) under the age of like 19 Mm -hmm. because they don't have it figured out yet and they need help. And a lot of people look at them like they're supposed to know everything. Yeah. They're treating 13 and 14 year olds like they're 25 and they don't have the emotional, mental or spiritual maturity to handle things. So they need people with a heart for them. Mm -hmm. Who's going to love them and walk them through it and walk them through it. Simple things, even if it's stupid (laughs) to be there for them. Right. And that's the thing is you hit it, walking them through it. Yeah. Having a heart for them and walking them through it. That's such a, they don't have that. Yeah, we it's just we have this weird situation with young people where we have said, "Grow up, act your age." Mm-hmm. We've given them tools, like they're adults. Yeah, and, and not told them how to use it. Not how to use it, expecting them to do it like an adult, and then we dog them, we when berate them, we call them immature, and we do these things like you've not, you've set them up for failure. Yeah. Now, admittedly, some of them are immature. Sure, but. They don't, if they don't know, they don't know. And if you don't walk them through, they can't grow. Mm-hmm. It's simple things. We, for example, we, uh, we stopped at a cafe on the way back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we needed coffee. We needed coffee. Uh, and one of our students was going to go pay mm-hmm. and for his coffee. And again, he's, it's not something he does normally, doesn't normally yeah. handle money. He just throws the money on the counter in front of the cashier. I was like, hey, buddy. And the lady was real cool. She's chill. And she's kind of what I was doing. I was like, Next time you do that, I want you to hand it to them directly. Okay. Don't throw it on the counter. I was like, that looks, you know, that's some people take that as being rude, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. He goes, I, I didn't mean to. I was like, I know you didn't. I'm teaching you. We're walking you through this. Yeah. Then later we stopped at Natchitoches to get some, uh, to use, take uh, a bathroom break real quick. And um, then he went to pay again. Because snacks. Because snacks. <laughs> And so he handed the woman this thing. But this time, he just handed her a ball of, of cash. Like, hey, hey, I was like, cool. I'm proud of you for handing it to them. Now, next time, open the money. Hand it to them flat so they see what you're giving them. Yeah. And But, again, it's just taking the time to walk them through it. Yeah. And that goes to everything from those basic things to the spiritual things, how to pray, what to pray, all these things, How when it's time, when it's time to back away from certain things, mm-hmm. how to read our Bibles. We've got to walk these kids through this. And it's not even just kids. You can be an adult and a new believer and not know basics. And if no one tells you, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to be grounded in what needs to happen. Exactly. Like there was a a young man the last night 
we had a celebration service and it was very late and this poor baby was <laughs> I'm glad so, you're telling the story. So tired. He was with a group of friends and he had been saved. He had chosen to accept salvation that night yeah. in the main service. Yeah. And so he was reading his Bible for the first time. And so he was in Genesis. They gave him a Bible. Somebody gave him a Bible. Oh, good. I didn't know that part. That wasn't his Bible. Somebody gave him that Bible. Somebody gave him that Bible and he was reading it and he fell asleep. In on... the free time while everybody's getting snacks. He fell asleep in the snack shack area just on his Bible <laughs> and he was gone he was out out cold we're talking to him his friends have left <laughs> and so you and another youth pastor woke, woke him, up. him up poor dude didn't even know where he was at i was like come on bro we gotta get to the tab we gotta we gotta we gotta get to the nights we gotta get to the celebration service because we're it was the last night we had a big yeah. celebration service we're doing and he's like, oh, okay. And he's like walking up and he's got he's got one flip flop on and one off i was like you want to put that one? I was like no it'll be fine just go right i was like dude you're going the wrong way. We're going to the tab, the other end of the campus. He goes, oh, what's happening? I'm like, it's a <laughs> celebration service, brother. Come on, man. He's like, okay. So I, <laughs> it was so funny. I walked out with him. I was like, so what were you reading? He's like, I was reading in Genesis. And it's weird. Like they said he was like 300 something years old, but like in the movies, like Noah's normally looks like he's 60. <laughs> So I'm walking through the firmament and all this stuff. <laughs> but the point is, is that it doesn't matter how old he is. In that moment, he was a baby Christian. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you have stumbled across us because you were looking for Christian content mm -hmm. and you are new to the faith. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Yeah. But also... Find somebody to help you out. Walk you through it. <laughs> it's not always a person on TV. <laughs> no, generally not, actually. Oh, man. Well, Celeste, what did God do in you personally this past week? Um, I think it was just a lot of confirmation for me. Mm -hmm. So when we were in youth ministry last time, I was, God's always working in you, but I was not in the best mental space. Mm -hmm. And I've been dealing with that. I've been taking care of that. A lot of our our. Uh, devoted geeks know that I have been in counseling mm -hmm. recently. Graduated, I guess I is guess. what you call it. <laughs> it's one of those things of of my counselor felt I had the tools to not have to go unless I feel like I need some somebody else to talk to again. Yeah. Um. So dealing with that, dealing with things that needed to be dealt with that hadn't been dealt with, mm -hmm. um, and learning how to handle myself. In, gen in general, I have anxiety that I have to deal with. And just the whole week, I kept going, you know, this environment really messed me up last time because there's kids yelling, there's kids screaming, it's hot, I'm exhausted. I am not a big group person, <laughs> and I am with 500 people for a week. Right. I have to go step away at GeekedCon, <laughs> and it's three days. Right. So it was just a lot of God showing me how he had been preparing me. Yeah. And getting me to the point of where I can do this better. Right. I did the best that I could when we were youth pastors last time. I'm not saying there's great things that came out of that. Mm -hmm. We have kids that are doing amazing things that were in our youth group. Mm -hmm. that we poured into them 
some of them I can attach to me. Most of it's attached to you. <laughs> but that's, a, that's another conversation. That's not sure what you're saying anymore. That's another conversation. Thing, you know how when, when kids do things, you can go, that comes from mom, oh. that comes from dad. They do things. Talk like, about blaming comes, me for things. Yes. Okay. But good things. It's not my fault. Never mind. <laughs> you were about to call out a specific name, and we don't need to do that. Um, but I think that this go-round, this time while we're in the youth ministry, for however long God has us here, is going. I'm going to be better than I was. Mm-hmm. And that's because, as Christians, we should always strive to be better. Yeah, We should always strive to learn and to grow and to do what needs to be done. But because we took that time of not ministering, I am in a better place than I was, and so I can do a better job this go-round. Sure. Good. Good deal. And uh, I'm excited about that. I'm glad to see that you're in a better place. Yeah. Um, for me, um, God did a lot of reminding for me. Mm-hmm. Reminding me of certain callings, mm-hmm. giftings, things that he's promised me. Uh, take me all the way back to when I was a teenager going to camp at Youth for Nations, uh, oh, at, yeah, at, at, yeah, at Christ for Nations Institute and things that God promised me mm-hmm. and things that I prayed for. Yeah. And um, I operated in certain things today or this past time. Uh, there are giftings that I, um, some of my mentors, mm-hmm. Pastor Matt, Pastor Scott, have that um, I, I've compared myself to them. Yeah. And I realized that I have some similar giftings, but they're not quite like theirs. And I think I was, in, I want to say I was intimidated by their gifting, but I just felt like I wasn't, I wasn't as good as them. Yeah. I wasn't as powerful as them in certain things. And so I just didn't operate in those things very often. At the same time, um, there are other things that God's gifted me. There, because of the things that you are into, it opened doors. Oh, yeah. Um, I was made the dorm leader for uh, the dorm that I was staying in. And by dorm, I mean it's a barrack. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was two rows of, of, of bunks with uh, uh, many, many young men and their youth <laughs> leaders. And uh, I was, I, we got there and, and Charlie uh, had said, hey, you're, you're going to be a dorm leader. And I was like, awesome, B3, let's go. And I was like, is that one of the ones that's updated? Nope. <laughs> it was not updated. Maybe uh, next year. Maybe next year. But I got in there, and I was kind of intimidated about it because, like, I, I don't know these kids. Yeah. Like, there's there's 40 guys in here. I have no 50 guys in there. I have no idea who these boys are. I don't know their youth pastors, their youth leaders. And so I was like, let's make this happen. And so I got in there, and I just did what I did. I just talked to kids yeah. and I loved on them and um, I developed friendships and relationships with these boys mm-hmm. and they're pastors. And I was very intentional. Like every night, like I, you could hear the other guys dorms at night. Mm-hmm. They were rowdy. They were getting wild. Uh, a couple boys got hurt. I'm proud to say none of the boys in our dorm got hurt. Oh, good. Uh, at the same time, I wasn't sure about that last kid that got hurt. <laughs> no, he wasn't ours. But, um, you know, I was intentional about things. Yeah. You know, every night, I, we brought the boys down. I said, all right, guys, you know, we're about to do it. I give them a little pep talk, you know, Hey, tomorrow we're doing this, da, da, da. you know, let's, let's be ready. You know, remember what God spoke to you tonight. And then I asked one of their pastors, one of mm-hmm. their youth pastors, one of their youth leaders to pray over them, over everybody. Yeah. And, um, and I, <clears throat> I talked with a bunch of the boys, nerded out about anime. I wasn't even wearing anything anime related. 
Not the or, first day. Not the first, at all. Not until we left. Oh, you're right. I wore nothing geek devotions or geeky related until we left. Well, playing you wore playing games with Stranger Shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that was for like a night service, and they didn't yeah. they even ask what that was. Right. And um, so, but I just did life with them, and just natural conversations came out, joked, laugh, and God was reminding me that you know he he has built me to develop relationships with kids, and we mm-hmm. we've developed relationships with some of the kids here locally. Oh yeah. In our own church, and I was just like, because I'm we're here, I went to their house with their parents or anything, but it is a it is a gift and God's given me to connect with kids on certain things and to do life with them and to jump from conversations. I literally went from conversations about anime and Dragon Ball Z and all kinds of things uh, nerd related to talking about Bible translations, talking about theology, Messianic Jews um, and other things Mm -hmm. all. And then right back to uh, geek culture talking about what pastor always spoke in the service within a span of an hour. Yeah. with, With some of the same kids. Yeah. And God was like, I, I really felt God saying to me, he's like, I built you for this. Yeah. And, you know, when we came out of youth ministry five years ago, there was a reason for it. It had to take place. Nothing nefarious, nothing weird. <laughs> but we had to come out for certain reasons. Um, and some of it was to serve our church in a different capacity. Yeah. And it was hard. It was difficult to come out to serve our church. And, and, and um, not that we, I don't, I don't regret serving media. And no. I'm still doing media. but doing youth ministry was was a thing yeah and um for over the last five years like i was starting to question if we'd ever go back into youth ministry i really didn't think we would like i was about to throw out my youth ministry books i unsubscribed from youth ministry mailing lists and from programs that i was part of that now we have to go find it i gotta go figure out who they were (laughs) because i was like i don't know if we'll ever do this again yeah and then here we are doing this again yeah um and god's like i built you for this you had to take a break for a while um but now you're here and i i was talking with some uh, with our team today by our, our team i mean at my church team not geek devotions team and i said you know i look at the life of paul mm-hmm. paul we we look at him and as saul we villainize him because he did some terrible things yes but the reality is he was zealous for yahweh Mm-hmm. He was zealous for this art, the same God that we worship, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand who Jesus was, and because of his training, he was told that Jesus was was evil, mm-hmm. and so he went after zealously because he thought he was defending God. Yeah, came to revelation of who Jesus was in a blinding way, and <laughs> but <I'm... laughs> and the first thing he did was go out and preach, zealously preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. And then he went to another place to preach, and the people were afraid of him because they're like, you're a soul. And so the leadership said, hey, it's time to pull you from this for a minute. Mm-hmm. You're passionate about this. You're good at this. We're going to pull you from your gifting for a minute, and you're going to sit under the apostles for a while. Yeah. You're going to be here, and there's going to be some time of training. We don't really have an idea of specifically how long that training was, mm-hmm. of earning trust, growing things. and But I can guarantee you Paul was probably – in this place where he was stirring, he's like, I, I want to do this. Yeah. I want to step out. I'm zealous. At the same time, I love this. He sat under Peter, mm-hmm. who was zealous, mm-hmm. who chopped off a dude's ear. Man, I think Peter was a Cajun. <laughs> he did these things, but he had to learn to control himself. Mm-hmm. And Paul is now sitting under a man 
who was like that. And Paul was zealous to the point of killing people yep. or sentencing people to death. And he was now realizing, I need to learn grace. Yeah. And then three chapters later, he's released again into ministry solo with Barnabas to do a special assignment. And it's in that tension of those time frame of I'm having to pull back from what I want to do mm-hmm. for a reason. And we were pulled back for a reason. Mm-hmm. And in this time frame, this five-year gap, we've grown, we've learned things, we see things differently. We've been equipped with different skill sets now. That the world we, itself has changed The world has so changed so much. I think we're in a better place now. Yeah. To operate in this manner. We're also more mature as believers. Mm-hmm. That just goes without saying. Yeah. Not that we were immature, mm-hmm. but we hadn't been, it was five years of experience we didn't have right. as believers that exactly. we now have under our belts. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that was our experience at camp. Yeah. And um, I want to say thank you to uh, the leadership at our church. Yeah. For putting us in this position. I want to say thank you to the parents for allowing us, to, for trusting their students to us. Yes. For entrusting us to take them to camp and to love on them and to see them do some great stuff. And they did. They got to operate in some cool stuff. They One, did. You know, the, the young lady that was with us, you know, God was moving and shaking. She wanted to, she really had a desire to pray. And she had, it's built into her. There's this desire to pray for people, mm-hmm. intercede with people. But she doesn't understand how to walk that out and when to do certain things. And you walked with her. Mm-hmm training her in the ultra areas walking her through stuff one of our young men he he's uh he's young he's got certain that kind of on that process of going from concrete to abstract thinking and so i was able to sit down and, and walk him through okay this is what's happening this is what we're seeing this is how god's moving in this place and then on top of that he got to use his own giftings through one of the breakout sessions they had on using photography to minister yeah and um so there were some cool things that took place and again thank you charlie and your team because you guys Created an amazing camp, not just for us, yeah, not just for our kids, but kids across the state. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so appreciative for your hearts to to minister to kids, but also minister to leaders mm-hmm. and to help them, help us. So, you got anything else you want to add, Celeste? I think we're good. We've yeah. we've legitimately just gone here here's our heart and dumped it <laughs> so we apologize if you've made it this far thank you yep and apologize to francisco because i didn't do a culture pl- box plug hey you should check out culture box culture media corner of of storytelling geekery and comedy it's a cool place <laughs> fantastic guys on that on the show or on that network that being said um we're gonna go and eat pizza yeah. Because we need to eat. And I can <laughs> smell it. Life has not stopped. And uh, But that being said, we love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're new to our podcast, um, because you found us through, whether you met us at camp or you're just looking for stuff, welcome. Welcome to Geek Devotions. Normally we talk about more geeky stuff. I know the last couple of podcasts have been heavy yeah. uh, through us, but uh, we do have more stuff coming down pipeline. We have a new episode of The Bottom Shelf coming out. We have a special patron only com talk coming out which is kind of bottom shelfish oh, yeah. um and uh just Carter said, so the guys have challenged me to watch western movies because and, dallas has a rule of three 
where you have to watch three episodes of an anime before you're like, mm, no, I'm good. Unless it's obviously like goes against your convictions within the first episode. <laughs> Out the door. And, and then, or, or gives you a problem. There was one that I just emotionally could not handle. Yeah, like, yeah. We did not get to the second episode, much less the third. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're they're kind of using his rule of three against him. Yeah, to make me watch Western movies because I don't like Westerns. And so uh, if you want to see what that journey is like, go to patreon.com forward slash Geek Devotions or just go to website geekdevotions.com, sign up to be a Patreon. Liz is a dollar a month. You can help support what we do here at Geek Devotions. And uh, you can find out how that journey is going for me. <laughs> I wish that this was a video podcast in that instant because of your face. But at the same time, then I go, mm, my hair is not meant for video at the moment. Right. Also, we'll let you guys hear in just a couple of weeks. We're going to have a 40 hour live stream. Yeah. We're working to raise money for Geek Devotions. Um, we've got to raise $5,000 so we can get a 501c3 set up and get a nonprofit status for Geek Devotions which will open doors for us to do certain things. Great example. Uh, one of the things we want to do is have handouts, like a con survival kit yeah. for con goers at the, con, the cons we go to. Mm-hmm. And people wanted to give us stuff yes. for it. But they couldn't because we're not a nonprofit. Yeah. So we're... Like big corporations where they they have it in their budget to do things like that. Right. We have to be a nonprofit. Exactly. So this is going to open some more doors for us to do that, some ministry stuff. And uh, so check that out. Oh, by the way, speaking of camps, if you want us to come speak at your camp or your church, your ministry, give us a shout. We'll love to travel and, and, and minister. We, like I said, we are youth pastors at our church, but our pastor has opened doors for us to be able to do ministry and do other things. And so if you would like for us to come minister, let us know. We'll work it out. All right, so that's, we'll end the play, babe. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love. Peace and love.